0: Welcome to multifamily Real Estate Investing, presented by Mara Poling. My name is Pat Poling. I'm the founder and CEO of Mara Poling. And I'm happy to be with you this week to take a bit of a peek back at what we've been doing these past seven seasons. You voted. These are the winners. And you might be saying, hey, when was there a vote? Well, you vote every week with your ears, as I would say. We're going to take a look at, over the last seven seasons, the episodes that are by far the most popular. And I think it makes a lot of sense because the topics are really at the core of our beliefs around what makes multifamily real estate investing so worthy of being in your portfolio. And that's what we're going to talk about this week. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to shoot me an email, pat at marapolling.com. Don't forget to swing by the learning center at marapolling.com. And if you would like to register for updates, in particular handouts, when we have handouts associated with our weekly podcasts, we don't have a handout this week, but some weeks we do, Uh, shoot me an email or swing by the learning center and you can register and we'll put you on the mailing list for that. We've been at this seven seasons now. We are on the downhill side of season seven, and just love all the feedback that we get from all of you. And thank you for being loyal listeners, uh, tens of thousands of uh, downloads, Uh just really amazing. And uh, and we are humbled by all that and grateful that we are able to play a role in the education of the investor space around multifamily real estate. When we look back at some of the stats on our episodes, there's some really interesting patterns that emerge. And that's what we want to do is we've grabbed, I think, nine episodes, uh, and I've got episode numbers for you. So if you want to go back to each, you can nine episodes that not only do we think they're really important to understanding multifamily real estate investing, you all did too, because the viewership for those episodes significantly higher than uh, many of the others. So with that, we're going to go ahead and dive in. And we're going to do this chronologically from the beginning in season one, all the way up through season seven. And I think we have one for each of the seasons. I think it worked out that way. All right. Episode one, the inaugural episode of multifamily real estate investing was really about our investment thesis. And you know, we, we are just finishing up a multi-session series on our investment thesis. Episode one really kicked that whole idea off. And that was eight tips to buy right. If there's an episode that we have received positive feedback on, it's that one. And that episode is now six years old or so. And we've gone back and revisited it several times And we can't come up with anything that we would say different. We still think that those eight items are the items that make a great deal of sense to have as part of an asset selection process. Has the marketplace changed? Yes. Uh, There aren't as many value-add properties as there were before. Uh, Local sub-markets have evolved. Uh, Some markets have become stronger economically. Some have waned a little bit. So there's absolutely been movement, but the eight characteristics that we talk about, we think still make a great deal of sense. If you're interested in that one, go all the way back to the very beginning of whatever provider you're using, whether it's Apple or Stitcher or Google or any of them, all the way back to episode one, and you'll find that. Shortly thereafter is episode four, and that's the Goldilocks class. And that's where we're talking about class B. Such an important part of, we think, the right way to go about investing in multifamily that can significantly reduce the risk. It's not going to take it to zero. There's, there's no way to invest in anything but treasuries and not have some risk. But we think that risk is is mitigated significantly when we're looking at class Bs. Buffered by A's and C's, they perform differently throughout the full uh, range of the economic cycle. And we think that makes them an ideal candidate for investment. There's also a lot of bees out there. And for a long time, almost every bee you found needed some work. That's getting more challenging. There are fewer and fewer bees that haven't been improved There are still some out there, and even the ones that were improved, many of them actually need a bit of a tune-up as well. So there continue to be good value-add opportunities in the space. We absolutely remain committed to Class B. Next up, the best value-add projects. Value-add is the closest thing that you're going to get to a quote-unquote secret about being successful investing in multifamily. In episode 14 of season two, we went through and took a look at the best value-add projects. And actually, over time, we did a lot of work on value-add. You'll find sessions where we went through individual projects, where we did the math, where we talked about potentially over-improving assets. You'll find a whole host of sessions that we've done around that topic of value-add. It all started, though, with episode 14 back in season two. The inaugural episode of season three, which seasons one and two were truncated. They weren't full 52-week seasons when we first started. Season three was. And when we began, we started off with what we thought was a topic that made a great deal of sense. And that was how to start in multifamily. Season three, episode one. All of us love hearing all this great content. It's exciting. Sounds like multifamily is a great place to invest. How do I do it? Where do I go? How do I get in the game? I can do that as a passive investor. I can do that as an active investor. Do I have to be accredited? What if I'm not accredited? All of those are topics that we've touched on over the years. And it all started in season three, episode one, how to start in multifamily in the running for the most popular episode that we've ever had it's right there at the top right with eight tips to buy right and one or two of the others is cap rates and why we kind of don't care now there's a little tongue-in-cheek there but back in season three and episode 20 we started talking about cap rates one the math behind cap rates, which can be confusing. And that's one of the reasons that we will often use equity multiples instead. So a dollar of NOI is worth $20 if it's a five cap, as an example. The the industry just loves cap rates. It's enamored with cap rates and cap rates are important. The value of a dollar of NOI is an important part of the overall analysis, but it is not Solely determinative. And so, from that standpoint, we kind of don't care about cap rates. What we care about are underwrites and all the quality of data that goes into the underwrites and how an asset is forecasted to perform, especially when stressed in various ways that we can do using the underwriting tool. And that's why I don't really care a great deal about cap rates. Obviously, we do care how much a dollar of NOI costs. But if I can underwrite a acquisition with a given cap rate and an appropriate exit cap and appropriate exit valuation, and it performs, then I kind of don't care if it's a four cap or a six cap. I care that it's an asset that conservatively underwritten can perform. When we moved into season four, one of the things we started taking a look at a little bit more was some of the math that's involved. Now, the good news about math in multifamily is... Uh, none of it's higher math, right? We don't use derivatives. There's no calculus involved. There's no trigonometry. Uh, nobody's got to get their uh, HP 12C out and, uh, and go to town. It's really pretty simple addition, subtraction, multiplication, division. And one of the most important items that comes out of all of that is what we discussed starting in episode 41 of season four and running for four episodes up through episode 44. And that was the importance of net operating income. Net operating income is where it's at. When we buy a property, we're buying a business. Yes, it's a piece of real estate, but we're actually buying a business that generates a million dollars a year in revenue and has about $500,000 a year in expenses and has $500,000 therefore in gross profits before I get into other kinds of expenses that would be quote unquote below the line. That gross profit number, that net operating income number is the way that the market evaluates the value of an asset. I very closely obviously to cap rates or the Value of a dollar of NOI, growth in NOI not only grows the equity of the asset, but it increases the cash available for cash flow to an investor. So, NOI is where it's at. I encourage you, if you're newer to multifamily real estate investing, if you're looking to try and get a better understanding of how this investment model works, understanding NOI is really valuable. Season four. Episodes 41 through 44. I I think this is one of the best episodes we've ever done. It's certainly my favorite. I had such a good time putting it together. And that is in season five, episode 50. So this is one we did right near the end of the year. The $8 taco. What a great time. We wanted to have a way that we could discuss with everyone how supply and demand works in the rental space. And that we as property owners, landlords, asset managers, whatever word you want to use to describe us, we don't set rents. That's probably news to many people out there. Most tenants absolutely say, well, you guys said how much this was going to cost. Yes, But that number doesn't come from us. That number comes from the market, just like the $8 price of a taco in episode 50 of season five. So if you're interested in learning more about the logic behind how we grow rents, how we know when we've reached the true market, and what would even happen if the market moved in the opposite direction listening to the eight dollar taco might help you with that so again my personal favorite probably uh and a great episode as voted by all of you with so many listens over the years we have talked a great deal about 1031s about the ability to generate wealth to create real wealth for yourself over time the ability to utilize the interest-free loan that's buried inside a 1031 to help grow the value of your investment, the value of deferring tax, and ultimately the potential capability to build chains of 1031s, which you've heard us talk about just recently. In season six, episode 38, we introduced the double-double, the notion that there is a way, a process in which you can invest in an asset on your own or through a passive investment uh, like with Mara polling, in which you can double the amount that you have invested originally and then take those proceeds via 1031 and double it again. And for those of you that have been listening over the last several weeks or a couple of months, you know that we have actually launched a fund, uh, Growth Fund 1, which is the double-double, and Growth Fund 2, which is actually a triple-double, which is a doubling and a doubling and a doubling. Season 6, episode 38 walks through how all of that works. And there's many other episodes around 1031s. I absolutely would encourage you to take a look at that and uh, explore that more fully if you're looking at truly being a long-term investor. The final one we'll, we're going to spend a few minutes on. And again, these are all ones that when we go through the stats, these had the um, among the highest uh, listening counts, the highest downloads. And uh, when I look at this list, I think you guys did a great job of selecting the best episodes. This season, season seven, in episode 23, so not that many months ago, we did the million-dollar challenge. And the million-dollar challenge was this notion of, if you were given a million dollars, I gave you a million dollars, and I told you you couldn't spend it. How would you invest it to get the most value out of it? And the whole notion is, uh, we're playing out the... the. uh investment equivalent of the goose that lays the golden egg. Now, we don't want to have the same ending that the uh, fairy tale does. Fairy tales actually have pretty gruesome endings in many instances. Uh, What we want to be able to talk about is keeping that million-dollar goose alive so it can keep laying eggs worth tens of thousands of dollars. And over time, the goose gets healthier. It gets bigger. It lays more eggs, bigger eggs. And we become very successful without ever actually touching the million dollars. That is an absolute path to wealth creation. And if you combine that with something like the double-double, where you can take a defined amount of money and grow it over a period of time, it takes time to do this, but over a period of time, you can grow it and then invest it in such a way that the principal continues to grow While it throws off cash, cash that is continuously growing, you've simply built a wonderful machine to be able to uh, improve your financial position today, into the future, and for your estate, for your heirs, for your philanthropy, for whatever it might happen to be. I'm very excited to see what the next episodes are that you're going to deem worthy of this honor of being amongst the most listened to. We have a handful of months left here in 2023. So season seven still has another uh, 20 episodes or so, maybe 15. I'm not quite sure the exact number. We're getting closer to the end. And We are already working on our playlist, if you will, for season eight for 2024 and what we'll be addressing in our next season. I would love to hear from you. Many of these topics come from you all, either an actual suggestion, hey, why don't you talk about this next week, Pat? Or in many instances, questions. Uh, You might send me a question and ask about a certain topic. And not only do you get an answer, we take that question and say that's a good that's a good question. I bet you other people have that question and we'll turn that into an episode. So if you have questions or if you have a suggestion for a topic, shoot me an email, pat at marapoling.com, M-A-R-A-P-O-L-I-N-G dot And please keep listening every week. We truly appreciate your support. If you have questions, let us know. And we'll see you next week on another episode of Multifamily Real Estate Investing presented by Mara Pollock.